you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I am your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me today, Connor DiBiase. Connor, welcome back. So today, folks, we are going to talk about one of the probably the biggest trades in NFL history, at least in recent NFL memory. Um, the Chicago Bears traded away the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers for the ninth overall pick, the 61st overall pick, a first-round pick in 2024, a 2025 second-round pick, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Uh, Connor, that's a lot to give up for, for you know, again, the first overall pick. Um, you know, the expected package was... The expected package was the first-round picks was the kind of base point in the trade, and then whatever else teams add on is kind of how you buy in. Um, and the Panthers here said, hey, DJ Moore had a bit of a down season. Um, we value him. We valued him last year as basically a first-round pick, if not a bit more than a first-round pick. But... This guy has forty million guaranteed salary. It's a big contract for a team that's, I mean, in rebuild at this point. Right. Um, they didn't have to give up Brian Burns, so they're like, "Hey, we we'll keep one of our first round picks. Um, we will give you DJ more as kind of a set, and then we're like, I know we can draw for more. Throw in two seconds. Um, one of them a late second this year." Depends where they land here. Uh, it was obviously the Bears traded their second, so they're trying to recuperate that for this year. Um, and they kind of end up looking like looking like this. Um, so I don't think it's a crazy package. Um, right. Some people saying the Bears fleeced, whatever, whatnot. Um, the number one position here really sets sets yourself up to get the QB you want. We're talking about who that is. Um, but I don't think it was a overpay. I think other teams offer two first round picks and the package is, is relatively close to that. Yeah, I mean I think what it comes down to me for is like obviously the Bears got a lot out of this trade. They got everything that they would need out of this trade again. I think two additional first round picks is gonna help. Or excuse me, not two additional, but one additional first round pick. And then moving from one to nine is not a big drop. Uh, you get an extra, I believe, second round pick and this year and an extra second round pick in two years. 
which we know are pretty valuable. I mean, a lot of second-round guys end up becoming NFL talents. Um, and then you obviously get wide receiver DJ Moore, who's a really solid wide receiver. He's going to be the wide receiver one in Chicago, which is a really good thing because hopefully that will give other guys that the, the Bears have paid for, like Chase Claypool and guys like that, a little bit more room on the field to grow. But yeah, I would agree. You know, it's it's not a fleece because again, the number one overall pick, you know, you're 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 guaranteeing that you you're gonna get a, your NFL quarterback, which is the most important position. Obviously, it's an imbalanced trade. Obviously, the Bears are probably gonna see more success from it because they're not starting over, right? The, the the Panthers are making this move because they need a quarterback, because they really need to to reset their team. Um, and they felt the best way to do that was to get the quarterback that they want 100%. They didn't want to leave it up to chance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the Bears obviously, you know, the, it depends on what each of these teams turns these players into. If, if the Panthers you know, traded for one and and completely miss on whoever they're going to take as a quarterback, we'll look back at this trade and say, wow, I mean, look, the Bears got, you know, a wide receiver, a first-round pick, an extra first-round pick, two second-round picks, basically for a first-round pick that didn't turn out to be anything anyways. Um, that's what we'll be looking at, looking at it as. And, you know, it kind of depends on who these guys pick or who these teams pick at these at these positions. And I think that's the way we'll view the trade in coming years. But again, it's a pretty even trade. Uh, you know, the Panthers are going to get what they want. The Bears are going to get what they want. I think it's a nice package. And, and I think, you know, we'll see what happens. But definitely it's going to make the draft a lot more interesting for sure. Um, now, Connor, let me ask you. The three guys that are up for this first round pick, first overall pick position, right? CJ Shroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson. Uh, who do you think is most likely to be drafted by the Panthers in, in April? That's where this gets weird because rumors are all over the place right now. Um, you're looking at, I've seen, um, first thing that happened is Bryce Young is expected to be uh, a Panther, now it's C.J. Stroud, now it's they're willing to trade out of the number one pick, they just wanted the control to have it, um, and a lot of weird rumors who went around, how much of the smoke screen do they actually want? Um, I think if you're looking at the QB prospects on the board, you have um, you have Bryce Young who, who's been the best quarterback in college. He's uh, really played at a, at a high level these past two years. He's um, kind of, I, I don't want to say created with a lot less than some of these some of these other quarterbacks. I mean, CJ Stroud, you, you've shown low pocket presence, no ability to run. Uh, and then he also had two of the best Receiver, probably the best overall receiving core in football. And I know Josh McCown has kind of said he loves him 
loves what CJ Stroud right. does. But I mean, if you want CJ Stroud, maybe you trade down to two with the Texans net a third or second round pick as well, um, and let them get their guy if you don't actually have a preference. But I think if you're staying at one and you trade it up to one with someone in mind, I, I can't see them trading up to one. I think it's kind of smokescreen all these different rumors and they trade up to one with a guy in mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you trade up to one to trade back. That seems overly complicated, number one. And, and, and number two, it, it seems like it would be unprecedented if something like that were to happen, right, Con? I mean, we've never seen a team trade up to one and then trade back, at least in my memory. I can't remember any team ever doing that. Because, you know, you're giving up so many picks. You know, the trade, it's just its just a lot going on at one point. And um, I, I agree. I think that the Panthers traded up with someone in mind. Now, it's interesting because, you know, each of these three guys definitely has, I think, parts about them that you would say, well, I mean – they have some good qualities and they have some bad qualities. Obviously, Anthony Richardson, arguably the greatest combine in NFL history uh, for a quarterback that is. But, you know, he played at a Florida team who, you know, didn't really have that much success. Now, he wasn't surrounded by a lot of talent, but he wasn't – he has doesn't have a lot of experience playing in those big games. Uh, Bryce Young, I mean, a lot of people have compared him to Kyler Murray stature-wise – and I think the NFL has kind of seen, uh, you know, at times in the NFL, we have we have course corrections. And, you know, there was this era in the NFL where there were a lot of quarterbacks who were being drafted, you know, based on talent, really, no matter what the size or stature of the quarterback was. And I think more recently, we've seen fewer quarterbacks who are smaller than six feet tall, um, be drafted just because there hasn't been a lot of success recently at all with quarterbacks who are who are not that tall. Um, a lot, I, I get Kyler Murray's a very good quarterback, but he hasn't done anything. Uh, and whether you attribute that to Cliff Kingsbury or, or Kyler Murray himself, you know, I'll leave that up for debate. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Sorry. Drew Brees was a pretty good football player. That's true. That's true. But I would say the difference between Drew Brees um, and a guy like Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield is Drew Brees was solely focused on being a pocket passer, whereas Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield utilized their ability to move outside the pocket and run with the ball more. But I, I agree with what you're saying. Again, I, I think the concern about Bryce Young, though, is – you know, hand size, how tall he is, all of those different things. Whether those are valid or not, that's what I've been hearing. Um, and then you have C.J. Stroud, who I think a lot of people like but maybe don't love. Um, I think he's a very good quarterback. But, you know, again, do you trade up to one for a very good quarterback or, you know, uh, an elite talent? Uh, I think that's the biggest question. Connor, who do you see them drafting on draft day and who – who do you think they should – who do you think they will draft and who do you think they should draft? Let me put those two different questions um, to you. Personally, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. Um, just the raw talent, ability, 
um, the arm, the velocity, everything is there. Uh, it's just about development. If there's one guy that can develop um, a QB, just a, a QB would be Frank Reich. Um, but I, I feel like you can't trade up to one and then go Anthony Richardson. It's just such a such a weird spot um, to go. It's like the the thing with the Niners a couple of years ago where they traded up to three to get Mac Jones, and then their front office felt pressure saying, why would you trade up to three to get Mac Jones? You could get him later, and they went Trey Lance instead. Right, and that's almost, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a failure, but it's definitely been less than desirable, the Trey Lance trade. I mean, in two seasons. Yeah, so, do you, yeah. so do you then just take your guy at that point if it is Anthony Richardson? Um, but overall, I think it will be Bryce Young. I think you you only you trade up for the guy who's the most – who's the only guy who I think is a day one starter um, in this league. I think Stroud, Richardson, definitely Levis need to sit behind a QB – for for half a season, if not a full season, um, and Bryce Young's the only one that that will not have to do that. Um, and I feel like if you trade up to one, you can't just sit that guy for a year, almost. Like how many times? Uh, I don't think it's ever happened as a quarterback picked, maybe even in the top ten. So, uh, Daniel Jones sat behind for like five games, but like quarterback picked top three. Um, sits behind another guy that seems just unlikely to me, um, especially given that guy would be freaking Sam Donald. Um, so I think overall it, it's a thing where it kind of has to be uh, a guy you want. You want to start right away. You want to acclimate, get another Right. No, I agree. And I think you're actually spot on about that. I think that Bryce Young is – you know, my my I usually advocate for quarterbacks, no matter who they are, to sit sit behind a a a other other quarterback, other starting quarterback for for a season. I think it does so much for a player not to be thrust immediately into a situation and have the ability to kind of learn the playbook, learn the offense, and all those sorts of things. I don't think it's impossible for a starter to come in in day in, in day one and just be that guy. Um, but I think it's, I personally think it's more advantageous for a quarterback to say, Hey, sit behind a guy for a little while and then come into the NFL kind of ready and, and know what you're going to expect. And, you know, a lot of quarterbacks have done that. I know Joe Burrow didn't, but then Joe Burrow got injured. So I guess maybe he had some more time to learn the play. I mean, there are a lot of different things. I think Anthony Richardson for sure is a guy who I would take, if I were on a team like, I mean, if I were if I were the Vikings, I would think Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson would be a great guy to take. Um, you know, that sort of situation where you have a great veteran quarterback who, at some point, you're probably going to move off of, and you would love a guy like Anthony Richardson to sit behind a really good passer like Kirk Cousins and learn from him and get better. I think, you know, obviously it's not going to happen, but that's the kind of situation that you would want. Um, but it's just interesting. I mean, Bryce Young, again, he's a great quarterback. He went to Alabama. But 
Carolina is definitely a different situation. It's obviously not the best roster in the league. Uh, and again, they're give you know they're not going to have as many picks to to f- support him with talent. Their wide receiving core is pretty. I mean, what Terrace Marshall is probably the number one wide receiver there now, which is it's either him or Lavisca Chanel, and those two guys are still a whole rest of a draft even offseason. That's true. That's true. Right. Um, I I do think that Bryce Young is good. It'll be interesting to see, um you know, how he would fit into that sort of situation. But I do agree with you. Like, you know, you're trading up to one. I feel like you should make the pick that you want to make, right? That's the whole reason why you trade up to one. And for me personally, it's like I would not care about having a day one starter. If I'm drafting a quarterback and I'm at one, Connor, right, I'm just going to draft the best player that I think is there. Whether they're going to be the best player next year or not, I really don't care, right? I'm looking for the guy who maybe not next year can lead me to a Super Bowl, but maybe in three or four or five years, hey, this is a guy who's not just, right, uh, a good quarterback, but he's an elite talent who can lead us to to greatness, right? And so for me, I actually agree with you. I mean, I'm not the biggest Anthony Richardson fan, but I think when you look at him – Right when you look at the three quarterbacks that we're talking about, because I don't even want to talk about Will Levis or whatever his name is, because I really just don't think he's that good. And I know a lot of people, you know, will say, "Oh, but look at his arm." I'm like, I don't really care. But I think Anthony Richardson, as you've said, has the most complete um, set of of abilities of these three quarterbacks. Right, and whether he has the experience or not. I don't think it matters as much because the whole point of training camp in the offseason is you improve, you improve your mechanics. And, you know, you're absolutely spot on, Connor, when you say, hey, listen, he's got he's got um, Frank Reich. He's got Josh McCown. He's got guys around him who can support him as a quarterback and help him grow. And I think that Anthony Richardson, as you said, will be the best quarterback of this draft class when it's all said and done. He's he's the most complete quarterback. Listen, when you're compared to Josh Allen right now, that's a huge compliment. And and I think Josh that Allen can run a lot better. Right. Um and so I think for me personally, if I'm sitting at one, if I made this big trade to sit at one, I don't want to. I don't care about the pressure. I don't. I don't care about the pressure that's being put on me to pick a certain guy to be a day one starter, because that doesn't matter to me. I want to pick the guy who I think is the best. Um. So I think it would be a mistake not to pick Anthony Richardson. I feel like there's going to be a team who's probably going to be sitting at four or five who's who didn't trade up, right, Connor? And I would assume it's probably going to be the Colts, um, but it could be somebody else. But I feel like there's going to be a team that's kind of been sitting at four or five who didn't trade up, who's going to draft Anthony Richardson, and they're going to be fantastic without having to give up anything in return for him. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can, unless there were other rumblings at Combine that teams were going to trade up to one. For Anthony Richardson, 
uh, I don't know how you would like kind of rationalize taking him there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean, if they can trade down to two, get an extra pick, let Texans take who they want, and then you can take your guy, maybe. But you don't trade up to one to trade the pick again. Right. Trade you wide receiver one just to trade the pick again. It's weird. Right. It's it's, it's definitely a weird situation. Um, and again, the Panthers roster, you know, it's good. It's not great. I don't how, I don't know what what is their cap situation look like. I think it's it's not bad. Yeah, I mean they're 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 they've got room, right? So they're gonna have to, um, they're gonna have to make some signings, obviously, right? I mean every team does. Cut Shaq Thomas or release Shaq Thomas. Oh, did they really? I mean, chunk of cash. Yeah, you know, I think um, they'll probably release Dante Jackson. I don't know. I think that they have 25 million, but they do have to re-sign Brian Burns at the end of this season. So that's kind of a big, a big number. Um, obviously he's going to want to get paid. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Right. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, see what happens, but it's definitely a big trade, Connor. How do you see this affecting the rest of the draft, right? How do you see this affecting other teams? Um, I think you could see uh, more desperation to get to number three. I, I think there's a big drop-off between those top three guys and Will Levis. I don't think Will Levis is an NFL-ready quarterback. I don't think he's a first-round talent, really. He's just been kind of put in this full QB race. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of pressure on teams to get up to three, whether it's uh, even just the – Colts going up one spot and having to give up an extra third, um, or if it's a team like the Raiders trying to jump, the Commanders trying to jump, there's a few teams that could jump up and say, hey, we'll take any of the three of Stroud, Young, Richardson, uh, and try to develop them behind our QB for a year. Uh, and, and there may be more desperation depending on who drops. If the... It, if the Panthers really go Anthony Richardson and the Texans are rumored to really like Stroud so far and Bryce Young's on the board, that third overall pick price goes up because that's the expected first overall pick. If it's Anthony Richardson, do some teams value him? Do some teams not? And there's a lot to go into the decision-making. I think if you're, you're uh, Arizona, you hold a, a strong position here. Uh, in what is right now a three QB class, expected to be three QBs off the board first, and you kind of have your pick of trades. How high does the price get? Would you rather just, I mean, you can even just trade down one, recuperate a third round pick, and still get your best player on the board. Uh, and that's just something that's that's powerful for them. It, it puts pressure on the Colts. It puts pressure on a team like the Raiders or the Commanders if they plan to trade up. Now that that trade might cost a little bit more um, than if a, a team didn't already trade up to one. Right, and and we discussed. We we both thought the Colts would be the team that trades up to one because we just felt like that's the type of move that Chris Ballard would make. Quite honestly, because. It feels like he's 
I mean, he needs I'm to sure do something. Had, I'm sure they had an offer. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. I would just valued DJ Moore, I bet, um, as, as having him as your... I think they probably value DJ more than probably like a Michael Pittman or something like that. Like if, if that's the comparison, obviously I think they probably did. Um, you know, it's just, it's interesting to see how this, I mean, I'm excited for the draft. Obviously we've already, you know, we're already, you know, getting ready for our draft stream as we do every single year, the fourth annual master plan draft stream uh, date, whatever day the draft is starting at whatever time the draft starts um, but yeah, I mean, I think like this is going to have a huge impact on the rest of the draft because it's not so much that this is a, an elite QB draft class, but it's just that there's really three of them. Right. And there are a lot of teams that are looking to draft a quarterback because I think as we've seen Connor, the whole trading for an established veteran QB uh idea has been you know met with mixed results at least to say so far uh, obviously Tom Brady had a couple great seasons with Tampa Bay but Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz both fizzled out now that just could be because they're either both bad or because the Colts suck which is very possible uh Russell Wilson had a very rough year first year in Denver now again that obviously could change he could have a great you know he could end up being great with Sean Payton we'll see about that um but there you know there's been a lot less confidence instilled in that sort of market and I think that there were a lot of young teams that are looking or a lot of teams that are looking for young quarterbacks like as you said uh the Raiders the Colts uh and other teams the Texans obviously are in Per, they're perpetually looking for a young quarterback. So it's definitely going to shake up how this draft is is going to go. And I think that if you're a team, the Cardinals have the third overall pick, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm the Cardinals, and obviously they just hired a new coach, who, I, what, the former defensive coordinator for the Eagles, I would love to trade down to four or trade down to five. Um and get, you know, the best defensive player on the board and, you know, again, get an extra third round pick or whatever. That, that seems like a great move um, for, you know, a Cardinals team that is definitely going to need some help defensively. I mean, they've need def- had defensive help for a while. Um, and again, Kyler Murray going to be out in the next eight games, the first eight games next season that you're going to be relying on your defense a lot to, to make a lot of plays if you want to have a shot at making the playoffs later that season. Uh, Connor, final thoughts on on the trade and everything that's happened? I think this just kind of, uh, at least predicting, I was expecting it to be kind of a draft day trade, if anything. Right, me too. Pick, and I think this clears up a lot of, uh, a lot of rumors, having a, clears up a lot of ability to kind of predict what will happen better mock drafts uh, just ideas of what of what teams will do uh and i think that's good um overall uh i i, I think i think there's still moves to come towards this top of this draft before the draft starts at this point i think teams will start to start to get desperate and not leave it up till draft day 
um, and I'm excited to see what will happen. Don't don't put in your mocks too early. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely makes it a lot less and yet more interesting, right? Like the fact that there has a trade opens up so much more, but it also kind of takes out the maybe the number one pick sweepstakes. So Connor, I think you're going to be back on the board reworking everything that you've been doing, right? I mean, I know you've been doing a lot recently. I think this kind of clarifies some things for you, but also allows you to have a lot, you know, a lot more um, fun with the later draft picks in the first round, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you, you can work stuff around. Um, it's fun also for the, for the Bears. Uh, I think you have to go lineman there, but I mean... Do you take Deion Robinson at nine? Is that too high? Is he just such a good player? You can rebuild that offense with DJ Moore, Deion Robinson, around Justin Fields, and then just bend on the tackle. Uh, I, I mean, I, Connor, you you at least you at least know how I feel about drafting running backs. You know, early in the first round. I, I don't care what you feel about it. I think drafting a running back earlier is better than paying a running. That's fair. Okay, that that's a good point, and I think that that's fair. That okay. That no, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think, and I do think that Bijan Robinson is a very, very good running back. I will say that, and I I could. I mean, that's that's the idea, right? Um, yeah, and I think again, Bijan Robinson probably. I think he's probably going to be like 12. I think maybe 12 or 13. That's probably where he'll go. But, um, you know, who knows? It's going to be a fun draft. We're excited. Um, and we'll obviously keep putting out content if things keep coming up. Uh, this is our first football episode in a little while, Connor. So, you know, you and I, we're going to start producing more of these, obviously, sooner because – you know, we took our break, and and I think uh, I think we're getting to that point where the yeah, we'll we'll probably talk about Derek Carr at some point soon. Um, obviously, a huge move and agency in a week, right? Only a week. I think Monday actually. I think Monday is the first day legal tampering begins. So, should be exciting. MLB regular season starting up soon, folks. It's that time of year. Let's get going. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. Thank you to Connor for joining us as well. And uh, be sure to tune in to other episodes of The Master Plan. They're all great, so give them all a listen. Thank you, and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala.